This is what it sounds like when you hijack the opening of the podcast of the Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Uh, 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 uh. That's me, Chad Michael Innes. I know. I'm suaver than I sound. <laughs> I was so ready to go into it with this, like, a mellow, quiet opening, like, hello, welcome to Split Screen Gaming Podcast, and then Chad just runs into it and takes over my beautiful opening, which now yeah. you guys will never hear again, but that's okay. Because, because Holden's Depardo, dying tomorrow. Everybody give him a tomorrow. round of applause for dying. Yay, good job. <laughs> you're going to feel so bad when I do get into a horrific car accident tomorrow, Holden. and you're like, I said he was going to die. And Don't then you're you put gonna, that like, voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that voodoo on me. You should call me by my right name if you're going to do that. You haven't seen Talladega Nights? Of course I have. I just Shut don't want to accept that because I am Shut better than Ricky Bobby. Michael Clark Duncan, RIP. That's your fault for making that joke. <laughs> well, we have an exciting episode this week. We are finally going to talk about ports like we promised we would talk about. Yeah, like last... the ones on the front of your console for plugging in your controller. Yep, that's the whole thing. Is Remember when you had to pull the, the, you know, the controller port out, went to beat the boss in Metal Gear Solid 1? And you were like, whoa, that was crazy. You never played that game. You have nothing to say about Psychomantis. <laughs> I, I did play. I played the first level of that game. Yeah, which does not include Psychomantis, where you had to change the controller port. Mm, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, know that. I know about that one, because that was not part of the first part of Metal Gear Solid. So, your mom's butt. I think we should uh, consult on that outside the podcast, and then give a definitive consensus on whether or not the final boss of the game is in the first level of Metal Gear Solid. Also not the final boss of the game. Cool. I know a lot. Metal Gear Rex <laughs> is the final boss of the game. No, nah, I don't believe that one either. Actually, I should probably play the game actually, and I'll get back to you. Uh, Liquid Six, you. sorry. I, I've never played Metal Gear Solid before, so I don't know what I'm talking Obvi, about. I do your know, mom. I do know about that boss battle. you got to take the controller port out and be like, put in another one. It's crazy. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> oh, fuck. Holden, what did you play this week? I played two games this week. One yeah. we'll talk about later on. We talk about Earthbound, our game of the month, Earthbound, which is now the day to talk Earthbound, about it. We'll share an interesting really story big. about my fun journey playing Earthbound and how I had some trouble because I'm an idiot, which I own up to completely because I'm an idiot. Yeah. But I played another game that didn't make does me Does it rhyme with molest? It does rhyme with molest. It's called, oh my gosh. It's called Celeste, and it has nothing to do with molesting anyone. But um, this is... It's funny because when what was it the Nintendo announcement that happened this month and they they talked about um Celeste coming on January 25th. Yeah. And I was like, "Ha, no one cares about that game." And then started getting 10 out of 10 scores and I'm like, "All right, maybe I should check this game out." And I got it and it's really good. I'm only about is I it? think halfway through. It's really really good. Yeah. So, it is That's a what the consensus seems to be. It's a it's a 2D platformer. Um, but it's kind of almost like a Metroidvania aspect to it where not in the sense that you're getting items to help you progress, but that it's just, it's a larger 2d map that you're exploring as opposed to like Mario, where it's the one level that you do. It gets a lot of comparisons to super meat boy, not because it's mechanically very similar, but because it's extremely precise in how you have to navigate through this world. If you do one thing slightly wrong, that's it. You're done. To the point where they literally have these like kind of like the hill hints that pop up. They literally will say things like, be proud of your death count. It's a mark of you enjoying this game or something like that. Like they really let you know like you're going to die a lot. And I've it been says, playing it. Be proud of your death count. That means you're learning. Is that what it says? Twist. I played it too. And I'm oh, further did you? than you. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yep. cool. I'm actually excited to hear you um, hear you liking it. Um, oh, it's fantastic. 
Oh, man. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this then. So I didn't know you played it. Um, yes, I am in the middle of World 6 right now of 8 Worlds. Okay, so you're farther than I am. Actually, yep. no, I think I just completed World 6 because I just did um, – is that the one where it's dark? It's one where – no, that's World 5. Okay, World that's where I am right now. World 6 starts with like a 15-minute cutscene of her and Theo at a campfire mm-hmm. talking. Mm-mm. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. The story is actually surprisingly fun. I know. That's one, of, that's one of the things that sold me on it. People are, like, drawing the, con- the comparisons to Super Meat Boy as far as the gameplay goes. But there's so much more to it than that. But, yeah, what really drew me to it, because Super Meat Boy, you're watching a little cubic pile of poop jump around a screen, and it's not interesting to me. But Celeste, he's a, it's... He's a meat boy. Whatever. That's what they call it. Super Meat Boy. If you eat moop, you poop. Meat boy. If you eat meat, you poop meat. Um, I had watched some reviews and some gameplay videos and really it was the idea of the soundtrack which is incredible mm-hmm. the soundtrack and the uh the story that sold me on it because everyone knows I'm a big old sucker for a good story <laughs> and I love that it is it is about this girl literally literally and figuratively outrunning her depression and anxiety mm-hmm. up a mountain trying to conquer this yeah. mountain of depression mm-hmm. and it it's is um amazing I never expect that. A lot of the times when I play video games, I'll listen to a podcast or something like that or just kind of something on the side. And this is one of those games where, oh, it's a little cutscene happening, and I'll just, like, pause whatever I was watching. It's like, I'm paying attention to this now. Yep. Um, just because the characters are really quirky and fun. There's one part where you're in a hotel with uh, Mr. Um, Oshiaro, oh. or what was it? I don't remember his name. It starts with an O. Yeah, we'll call him Mr. O. And that whole, like, dynamic between the two characters was really fun to see. He's, like... This completely run-down, dilapidated hotel that was closed a long time ago, but he's excited because he finally has a guest, and he wants yep. to make sure she's a good experience, but there's something a little crazy about him, and he's kind of talking to himself, and it's rooting Celeste out, but Celeste wants to, or Madeline, sorry, Madeline wants to um, make him feel better, wants to kind of do the good thing for him, and that was a really just kind of fun dynamic to play yep. out, and it's amazing that that works so well in conjunction with these ridiculous hard, ridiculously hard platforming yeah. um, levels are really difficult. You, how many of the strawberries have you collected? I think I'm at like 60 right now. You're doing way better than I am. I have like 30. There's so many I just approach them. I'm like, fuck, that's really hard. Next, if, and I just If move I can on. see the strawberry and I know I can see immediately how to get it, mm-hmm. I, I will go after it till I get it. Mm-hmm. Unless I've spent more than like five minutes on it and then I'm like, fuck that strawberry. But I think it's so brilliant about it, the gameplay is that while it is this bigger map you're exploring, it is very much split up into screens or rooms. Yeah. And when you die, you it it's so quick and immediate to reload back at the beginning of that. So it is it mm-hmm. is all about dying, learning from your sake, trying it again, dying, learning from your sake. Absolutely. As opposed to like blood porn, where you're spending three minutes between loading scenes for <laughs> dying and you're punished. Well, so, like, you don't have to go back that far. Like, you can get back to where you were after you died within three seconds. Like, it yeah. doesn't take that long. Um, but it's just, I don't know, there's something really, there's just it's so satisfying and really rewarding when you finally get past that one point. Yep. Like, I had a really hard time with the really windy level. Oh, yeah, that to, was fun. It was fun, absolutely. But there was these little bubbles you could go into, and they would shoot you in a certain direction. Yep. And then it would... Re- and it would um, re-up your boost ability so or dash ability so i would use those but you have to be really precise about where you aim the stick to have you go in the right direction and i would always mess that up always yep it was super super difficult but always never to the point where i wanted to stop playing because like the strawberries were the only things that were 
so hard to get that sometimes I backed off. Yeah. They did a really good job balancing that. Like the you make this game as hard as you want it to be, and it's already really hard. Yep. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's I like that. You could, like the controls are not hard. There are no. two things that you do, three things. You jump, you dash, you climb. And, and they keep building off of that too. Yeah. They but always you add can, something new. You can do the main game just regular. You can even do an easy mode just if you, if you want to do the story. Yeah. And you have like and have, so and stuff like I that, did but. not do the assisted mode, but have you started? Have you tried to do it? No, I haven't. When you go to do it, he literally the developer literally, literally tells you you should probably play the game originally for the first time, see what you think, and yeah. then you can start tinkering because you can kind of control. It's not just like we're making the game easier necessarily. You can control certain aspects of the gameplay that you decide will make the game easier for you. Yep. Um, I haven't really experimented to see what those are, but I remember there were t- them talking about you're changing how the game mechanics work to make it easier for you. So I'm assuming things like and this is. Just I think an I assumption. saw a video and I think it's just like you have unlimited dashing. Yeah, unlimited dashes, things, like, things like that. So you really can't die if you can just dash up. All there's the time. no, there's no stamina for climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have what I call hold into pardo mode. Where it's just punishingly difficult for the sake of being punishingly difficult, and you do that. it anyway. Where you have the <laughs> strawberries, which are like puzzles and and hard to get, and then you have hidden B side tapes, which oh, I haven't even a, hard those are not hold the mode. World. Those are anti hold the mode. I get to those and I'm like fuck it. It's one of those rooms are gone. I, just leave <laughs> I it. got. I have two B side tapes. I haven't actually tried them out. Congratulations. And then you have like secret, Holy like shit. really hard to find things, like the hearts. Have you found a heart yet? No. I found one blue heart. Hmm. Um. So yeah, you you can make it as as simple or as hard as you want, and it's it's awesome. It's really great. I'm sur- I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that um lost a train of thought for a second. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised they offer that assist mode kind of stuff, considering how hard the game already is. Yeah, like it's already so hard. I just can't imagine that the assist modes would do that much because like there are levels where. There are spikes that come out of the floor, and they're everywhere. And you have to be so precise with your jumps and your dashes, and when you go into a bubble to dash you somewhere else, you have to be so precise with all that stuff that I don't know how much an assist mode could really help. It's with also like uh, sorry in in one of the videos I watched. Not only do you have like the unlimited dashes, it also seems like it's much slower. Like everything moves a lot slower, so it's easier to aim and things like that. That just sounds boring because part of the fun is kind of how fast paced. It is. I don't know. Like I also sure. haven't played. That's it. also it's what also, makes it hard too. Yeah. Yeah, it's what makes it hard. I guess also too. Like I'm not the kind of person who would want to do that. Right. I want to play the game as it was intended to be played, wanna... and then yeah, as it was intended, and then you want to go back and do it naked with three hearts and try to beat the final <laughs> boss without getting hit. <laughs> try to get try to get to the end of any level without dying once. That'll be a fun one to do. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I died again. Got to restart all over again. <laughs> Have you found? Did you find? I think it's in World Two, the uh, the Pico machine, the Pico Eight. With the original game on it? Oh, no. It was in the hotel. No. I've, I guess I've been exploring as well as I thought I was. There is a computer How in the third world. How many hours have you played in this game? I've only played four hours. Uh, I think I've played about four hours. And you're just better than me, I guess. I, the, the hotel level took me like 58 minutes to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotel was a hard one. Yeah. But they, there's a, a little computer you can go on. And this game actually... It's made by the developers of um, Towerfall Ascension. Mm-hmm. And which was originally an Ouya exclusive, um, but they have a they created this game in a jam session. So they split up into teams internally, and they're like, "Hey, let's spend like a week making ideas for offshoot games." And you can actually play the thirty level 
game that they originally created, and that is oh, some cool. brutally hard stuff. I, most of the hotel level was spent playing that little computer version, the Pico 8 machine. I had to look for that. That sounds really cool. I yeah. like that kind of stuff, those kind of Easter eggs. Yep. This is actually exciting, because I was kind of thinking, like, this is a really cool game, but it seems like it's about this really tight gameplay and this small little story, and that's it. But it sounds like there's a lot of smaller stuff and kind of hidden things to find in the game, which that's that's exciting. That's very, very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I like it a lot. Um, I was going to make a point about the game. I don't remember what it was, but I'm just super excited to keep playing it. Oh, yeah, what system did you get it on? Uh, Nintendo Switch. Okay. You that's... were talking about PS4 potentially. What made you switch to Switch? The That is exactly the type of game that I would have loved to play on Vita. Mm-hmm. But yeah. since it's not on PlayStation Vita... Not that I know of. Um, I can see it coming to Vita at some point, though. I, I don't think anything else in the world is going to come to Vita. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's going to be some stuff. But um, games that's that come to Vita still sell well. That's the type of game. They do. But that's the type of game that I want portable to play mm-hmm. on the couch or in my bed or yeah. on lunch breaks and things like that. It's not going to have any visual upgrade on the PS4 right. that you, that the Switch couldn't already handle itself. Right. And it's things kind of a, like... It's, Smaller, like, like things that are not graphically intensive. Like, I play all my JRPGs handheld. I play, like, Earthbound. Mm-hmm. I did all the Final Fantasies I had on my Vita. Um, and then, yeah, like, 2D platformers. Those are the kind of things I want handheld. I did play it for maybe about an hour on the TV, and it looks great there, too. I haven't touched the TV used at the, all. It's been I all did it with the, the Pro Controller. That's why I just wanted to see what it was like with the Pro Controller. Oh, One thing I good. don't like, I don't like the HD rumble while... In handheld mode, with the Joy-Cons on the side of the Switch. Oh, I like it. I feel like it's just straight up buzzing, and it's obnoxious. But if you That's take kind the of the Joy-Con off, HD Rumble to begin with. The HD Rumble is a lot better than the Pro Controller, hands down. Well, if you, even if you take off the Joy-Cons and just have them both kind of handheld there, mm-hmm. then that's a lot better, too. That's what I mean. Like, when it's handheld mode, it's, it's just like a loud vibration, really. No, I mean, when you have the, hand, the Joy-Cons separated and the screen on the table, and you're playing like that. I get what you're saying. I'm saying that the loud vibrations that you were just complaining about is noticeable when it's in handheld mode. Yes. We're saying the same thing, Holden. So what, why did you just mention then the doctor? I don't know. The... <laughs> I don't know. what I'm lost. Whatever you're saying, I'm sure it's the same as what I'm saying, and everyone gets it, and they're screaming at their phones right now. We are always on the same page, which we are absolutely not. No one has pages anymore. This is the digital era. Hey, so you played Celeste. What else did you play? Oh, Earthbound. You said that. Earthbound, hey, yeah. thanks for asking what I played. Hey, I also <laughs> played Celeste. I played Celeste too, and it was fantastic. And that's what I spent like the last couple days playing. Um, I played. Oh, I got a big kick. I was listening to a podcast, and they mentioned Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which we know is coming in May. Yeah, May fourth. Um. And I got a big old boner for Donkey Kong Country again. So I went to my SNES Classic, mm-hmm. played Donkey Kong Country for an hour, got to the fourth world of that. That's I, there are very few things in this world I know as well as I know Donkey Kong Country 1. I, know I don't know why that's so secrets. strange to me. Like, Donkey I know Kong that, Country like, was a game that was never on my radar, like ever oh God, until so good. maybe the past two years. I know all the secrets. I know that if you, like in the first Minecraft level, if you or Minecart level, if you <laughs> the first jump... Minecraft, if, really ahead of time. In the very beginning, if you jump over the barrel and fall off the cliff, then it shoots you right to the very end of the level. I know, like, all the little secrets like that. That game's good. 
That game's real good. I, can't I played it for about for like Tropical Freeze. 45 minutes or so when I got my SNS Classic because just, I just played a little bit of everything. Yeah. Good game. It was fun. Very yeah. tight controls. Um, I'm going to be polite here now. What else did you play, Chad? Because you made fun oh, of me for not in. saying it earlier. Well, I was eating a sweet potato fry. I played The Surge. So I got to the second world in – sorry, the third world in The Surge. I did play a little five. bit of that too, but not as much as you. Yeah. So you keep going. That's going to be our game of the month next month, though, still, right? It is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah. I got to World 3, played just a little bit, and I said, hold on. Save this for February. Play some Celeste. Rhymes with Molest. That Celeste was is choice. the name of the mountain, not the name of a person, so it's okay if I make Molest jokes about Celeste. <laughs> you can't molest a mountain, so it's not offensive. That's right, unless it is the mountain from Game of Thrones. And then you can molest the mountain, although he'll probably kill you first. Don't know what you're talking about because I don't watch Game of Thrones. The Mountain. From sure. Game of Thrones. The Mountain. Don't know what you're talking about. He's like the number one power lifter in the world. He's a rogue athlete. Oh, okay. The Mountain. Uh... From Game of Thrones. Oh, now now I still don't know what you're talking about. See? I just had a third. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think that's all I played. Hold on. Let me check my list. This is what I've been playing. Celeste, Donkey Kong Country, The Surge, Earthbound. Oh, I didn't play Earthbound this week because I already beat it. Because I'm good. I actually did play one more game, but it was a game I forgot to mention last week. Oh. Yeah. I, I got excited about Dark Souls, so I started playing Dark Souls 2 because I still have not beaten that game, nor have made it very far. And yeah. I've progressed farther because I found... I, I really looked this up. I shouldn't say I found it. I looked it up to help me out in playing this game because it's fucking annoying. There's um, a mechanic where every time you die, you lose a percentage of your health, your maximum right. health. And there's a ring... It goes, it goes down to 50%. So you'll be at a point where you die and if you're at 50%. And there's very few items that will bring it back up to full again. But there's a ring you can get that will stop it at 75%. So I got that, and now I'm progressing a little bit. But the game is... I'm actually not enjoying it nearly as much as I enjoyed Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. I think it's simply because I started with Bloodborne... And Dark Souls 3 took so much from Bloodborne that what I think of as a Souls game is a little bit skewed than what people yeah. who played from Demon Souls, Dark Souls, then Dark Souls 2, and then got to see, oh, the the change in the gameplay with Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. Um, That's one of my concerns with Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah, I'm having like that concern myself. The Surge, there's a way to block, and I keep I've, I never block while I'm playing The Surge, but I remember, it's like, oh yeah, in Demon Souls... That was a huge thing, learning how to block and then do the – I can never remember how to say this word. Repost, repost, like basically a counterattack after Harry? you block. No, it's – I don't remember. R-I-P-O-S-T-E. That's the name that they called it in Demon Souls. But then I was like, oh, yeah, when I fucking play Dark Souls, I'm going to – a shield is a big part of it. I'm going to have to learn how to block again. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned because the game is held in such a high regard, but I just had this feeling that – I'm not going to be able to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed playing Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 for the first time. Right, because you love to run in there and get your face raped. Oh, totally. That's exactly how I play those games. It does not work yep. in Dark Souls 2. You cannot do it. I'm literally, you whenever can't. you play it, on the couch beside you screaming, Holden, heal yourself! Holden, <laughs> heal yourself! And you're just like, no, I'm just going to run in there and smash these guys in the face. <laughs> it's so much fun. That's also I mean, why yes, Dark Souls fun. 2 is harder is because... I don't mind if I die and I have to do it again. Whatever. It's fine. I get more um, blood echoes or souls, and I level up faster. But in Dark Souls 2, you lose your maximum health. So it's really dumb to yep. be doing that because you have to be more careful and methodical. 
And fuck that. I don't want to do that. I want to just play my <laughs> way. It's fun. I'm actually, it, just, I'll say this, just maybe I'm, I'm uh, crazy here, but I don't think I'm actually that bad at Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, even though I play that way. No, you're not. Um, you're just careless. I'm just so careless. You have but so much to live for. But I've also, the only two stat or the only three stats I really boost up are strength, stamina, and health. Man, you're all about that stamina. Oh, I have tons of stamina. I have, I know, I have a ridiculous I amount of stamina. So I can run forever, basically, at this point. Like, just from the beginning of the level all the way to the boss. You can just run the whole way. And stamina doesn't impact me. Yeah. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. So play a little bit of that. But... Do we, do we talk about Bloodborne? Uh, not Bloodborne. God damn it. I love that game. Do we talk about Earthbound now, or do we do that after the news? I don't remember. How do we do Game of the Month? It's been a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> I think we always made it the last thing we talked about, but... Um, I don't care. This is a let's very... talk about it now. Let's talk about it right now. I'm with my notes. From it's Earth my Bound. money, and I need it now. Call JG Wentworth. So eight seven seven cash now. Let's do the disclaimer. I have beforehand. an annuity, and I need cash now. Call JG Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do my disclaimer. What if we were sponsored by JG Wentworth? I don't think you're going to like the way this. you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> Joss A Bank. I know that's Men's Warehouse. Shut up. So, um, Earthbound. Earthbound. Or yeah. as my note says, Eastbound for some reason. Eastbound and down. That's why. That was an okay show. I never saw it, but I just thought of that for some reason because you said that, and I don't know. Kenny Powers. Anyway. I remember him feeding his baby lettuce in a backpack. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, disclaimer here. So I made it. Chad beat the game. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I wanted to beat the game, but I was an idiot, and so this is what happens. This is not an excuse. This is literally just me telling you how stupid I am. So... There are two ways to save when you're playing on an SNES, an SNES Classic. You can save the traditional way in the game, or you can do the much smarter thing, which is use the suspend points. Yep. The only issue is that when you go to, if you just click on Earthbound to the menu, it brings you to the beginning of the game. It doesn't load your most recent suspend point. So then you have to go back to the main menu again and then hit the down arrow when you're on your game to see your suspend points. When you do that, you hit A to start the suspend point, or you can hold down Y for a little while and overwrite your previous suspend point with what should be a more current version. However, I did this two times when there was no progress in the game that I had made and overwrote my 12 hours at one point, and then I overwrote my, I think it was like 16 hours. So I really technically have put in like, over just about 28 hours in the game, but I haven't beaten yep. the game because I'm an idiot. So I looked up what happens. But you're real the game. familiar with the first half of that game. <laughs> really familiar with the first half of that game. So uh, I haven't. You didn't call beat. your dad at all. Well, that's that's what kind of saved me. Is I called my dad, but only when I was in Tucson for the first time. Oh, really? So, I always when I was playing Metroid Prime, not Metroid. God damn it, Metroid Super Metroid. I almost did that a couple of times. So while I was playing Earthbound, I played it on 3DS. And yeah, I did. I had suspend points and every opportunity I had, I called my dad just in case. Well, I didn't bother to call my dad because he just put the money in my ATM account. I don't need to talk to my dad. He's just giving me money. Except you got to record your journey. Not on an SNS Classic. So top level, points. what you played of Earthbound, go. Top level, what do you think? I liked it a lot. I thought it started to feel kind of long after a while. And then knowing how much of the game was still left to play when I kind of reached that tipping point where I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not replaying the whole beginning of the game again, nor did I have time. 
it feels like the game gets very long, but then it well, seems like when you play it twice. Yeah, but then it seems like the last half of that game gets really zany and very strange. Yep. Um, but I think the the best thing about this game for me is just the charm of all the characters. It's so self aware of itself, and I actually wrote a list of like the funny things that were said or just kind of happened in the game. Like along the lines of you pointed this out in one of the earlier podcast episodes, and that was um. When you go to Tucson and you read the sign for Tucson and it says, uh, we're called Tucson because we weren't first or something like that. Yep. Like things like that. So I wrote down like a few of those. I actually wanted to share some because I think the, I think this is just all so funny. This go is definitely a game that it's going to be funnier um, just because you have played games before and you have kind of... Yes. You've, yeah. you've hit like weird things in games you don't understand and it kind of pokes at that kind of odd thing. Like... In games, how they have like, oh, you can't walk past that sign that's blocking your way because the game says you can't do that. So when you're in Tucson and there's the, they have these roadblocks in the way that have clear openings for you to go through them. And the police officer's like, no, you can't possibly make your way through this roadblock. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Um, one of the cops tells Ness that you, know, you should stay out of trouble and play those Nintendo games. And then another cop says, I've been playing Earthbound lately, and I have been, um, I've been having a, um, a tough time with it, or something like that. Um, just very self-referential. One thing that I, I don't, maybe I thought this was really obvious, but your main character's name is Ness, and at one point you go to find the, the lake, it's really the Lake Ness monster, but they can't call it the Lake Ness monster, because it's already a character <laughs> The Loch called, Ness monster. Yeah, the Loch Ness monster. Well, Loch means lake. Um, and... Lake. Um, and so they call it the, the Loch Ness Monster instead, only because they can't call it, like, Ness. And it's yeah. just, it's weird. It doesn't, it's not really, like, ha-ha funny. It's just kind of quirky and, uh, and clever. I think that's the ultimate word. Like, this game is the definition of quirk. Yeah. Like, um, when uh, you're, occasionally your dad will call you and be like, hey, you've been playing for a while. Should you take a break? You're like, nah, I'm not going to take a break. And he goes, <laughs> I guess it is really important for you to, like, save the world and all that. <laughs> You're just, just like your mother. Just like your mother, yeah. Just small stuff like that. So I liked yep. it a lot. I did think, however, it got – their points are really easy, and their points that are unnecessarily hard. They just get – it just suddenly spikes in difficulty, and it gets really, really fucking difficult. Like there's one port uh, – at one point in the game, you're in Foreside, and Paula gets kidnapped. And oh, the, yeah. the shopping mall gets – is filled with like I forget what kind of monsters they are, but they're like weird. There's like a record presents. player, the cup of coffee. Yeah, and like they yep. all look like presents on the screen, and you can't avoid them. They just run at you really fast. Yep. Until you realize they always go straight, so you can kind of avoid them. But if you get in a match with one of those, they killed Jeff every single time. Every single time I went to fight one of those things, they killed Jeff. Then I have to go to the hospital, then go to the hotel, and then come back again. Walk in there. Oh no, they attacked me instantly again. They killed Jeff. I have to leave there. I have to go back to the hospital, revive him, hotel to refuel all the health, and then go back all over again. And it drove me nuts because it felt like there, there wasn't are... really a way to progress through that without being totally frustrated and just getting lucky. Yeah, there were a couple of parts, like probably two or three parts, where. I had to rely upon save states. Mm-hmm. And so I like at the top of the escalator when the power went out, I was like, cool, save state right here. And then I would go up and then I'd, I'd walk up the next escalator and there's like five or six fucking presents waiting at the top of the escalator for me that are unavoidable. I'm like, well, fuck, there's no way I'm going to get through that and have enough life to beat the boss. 
go back to the safe state. Then you get to the respond. boss, and the boss is really easy. Yep. That boss in particular was super easy. Um, but here's the thing. Is I was, you were playing a 3DS, class, uh, 3DS Classic, a 3DS, which is easier to do save points yeah, on. Yeah, you, you don't have to get up and hit the reset button on the machine itself. So <laughs> What a stupid design. So I would really just only use the suspend points, and I'm like, okay, I'm done playing Earthbound right now. So whenever that happened um, to me and I died, <laughs> sometimes I get thrown off literally an entire village away from where I was. Like, yeah. I was in Threed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was in... Um, no, I was in the desert, and I was fighting the mole monsters, right? Yep. And then I would fought three of them, which, by the way, that was also really funny. They all claimed to be the third They mole. all thought they were the third best. Yeah. yeah, the third best, yeah. That was hysterical. But I died, because I fought a few of them, and then, of course, there's like, five um, of the ants that came at me at once. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't possibly beat all these ants, nor can I run away. They give you the run away option. You can never run away. It just never worked for me. Not you one can, time. You can, but it... It. I actually looked it up because I, because of the fight with the the presence mm-hmm. in the department store. Um, it's based on the amount of turns you've been in the battle. The more like it's like the amount of turns times ten percent. So the more the longer you're in the battle, the better chance you have of running away. Okay, that's good to know. So I died. I was in the desert, and then I end up in the Saturn Valley, which is. Threed, and then that whole little tunnel where all the zombies were, and then the passage, like the kind of passage along the little lake there, and then yep. Saturnville, um, Saturn Valley. So to get back to where I had to go, it just took an unnecessary amount of time, and it was super frustrating. And considering how cheap some of the deaths feel sometimes, that really pissed me off. Yeah, I um, I liked this game a lot, and I th- it is because of the charm and the character. Yeah, the I didn't hate the game. I think it I sound harsh in the game. I did not hate the game. I, I liked it a lot. This is the first one that I don't think, like, f- we've talked about Bioshock and Super Metroid now. I think this is the first one that I don't think I'd be like, this is a masterpiece that I think everyone should play. Yeah, um, and it's funny because I kind of, it felt like going into it, it seemed like it would be one of those games that was like the, the special gem, the the masterpiece that no one really knows about. Yeah. And it's definitely a really cool game. And if and if you've been playing games for a long time especially, this is a game I think you should just try out for a little bit. Maybe not even beat it all the way through, but just kind of experience a little the, the tropes it pushes against. I think you should beat it all the way through. There's some really interesting and crazy weird stuff that happens in this. Mm-hmm. Like the like when you jump into Ness's mind after you get all th- eight of the, the soundstone locations yeah. and you're going through his mind and fighting the Manny Manny statue and then you fight Ness himself. Like you fight uh, a shadow of yourself. By the way, that was the that was the boss battle that I told you. Oh, you fought like 12 I, times? I fought like 12 times and I was dying. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to beat this because it's just Ness. Everyone yes. else has gotten because you're in Ness's mind. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to... Just put it on auto fight, but I had I had the save state where I was right in front of the guy, so I would just immediately reload and I'd be right in front of the boss again. So I said I'm gonna put it on auto fight, and I put it on auto fight, and at just sheer luck, the boss uses his weakest moves. I dodge them automatically. I was fighting, and I got critical hits every time. I was like, wow, that guy went down in like ten seconds. I never used the auto fight ever because the only that was the t- only time I used it. Yeah. The, well, the only time I had used, it, I used it two times, and the second time was accidentally, and I was very mad at myself because it all it did was just attack and attack and attack and attack. When I'm like, I need to heal, like please heal for me, and it wouldn't do that. But it was dodging. It was def- was it defending for you, or was it only attacking? 
it was it was dodging, not defending, but it was okay. dodging and healing whenever I needed healing. Yeah, it never healed for me, ever. Never healed for me. So I'm like, this is the biggest waste. So when you said you beat a boss using auto-fight, I'm like, fucking bullshit. There's no way. <laughs> they didn't happen. They didn't happen. But, yes, I, th- I think people should play to the end. I, the, I love the fact that you get to the end and you're in this giant time machine and they're like, hey, by the way, in order to go back in time to fight Pokey, like the the evil villain in this thing, aside from, I forget how you say, Gigas? G-I-Y-G-A-S? Gigas. Gigas. And... It's Pokey, this fucking fat kid, neighbor kid. <laughs> He's the main villain in this thing, kind of orchestrating all of this. Um, but what I love especially about that, you're transferring your consciousness to robots, knowing mm-hmm. that you might not be able to come back. But the final boss battle... Yeah, that was cool. So, I watched that. It's not... I mean, it's it's difficult for... It, it's, a, it's a difficult battle for where you are in the game, but it's not one of those like this is impossible. There are eight hundred stages of it. I mean, you, you fight it. You're having to use a lot of strategy, mm-hmm. and then you have to pray, yeah, nine times in a row. And every time you pray, somebody else from the game helps and contributes damage, and you keep praying and praying. And I think that's a really cool, like, non-conventional way. And I wish more games. Mm-hmm. I hate when games do the tropes of like I'm playing the game and I get to the end, and then it's like wave of every single enemy you've ever fought in the game and then the boss takes like five thousand tries to beat and i was like that's not how i want to remember this game i remember <laughs> this game was a cool unique interesting boss battle and i think that's what earthbound really excelled at mm-hmm. at the end there. also too gigas was very cool looking in the sense that he wasn't really anything he was just kind yeah, he of, didn't really have a form yeah he like there's these crazy backgrounds throughout all the, the fights in the game every single fight there's yep. like this crazy background to it and gigas is that background he's kind of like an all-encompassing kind of everywhere, almost like um, a, like interdimensional or something like that. He's not really yeah. in this dimension, I guess is the best way to put it. I didn't finish the game, so you probably know more about that than I do, but that was very cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I also like that, and I was kind of watching, in the, I was watching a video of the final boss battle. He has like a Ness face on, and if you attack him, yeah. it, it really hurts Ness. So you have to get rid of Pokey and then... That goes away. Right. That was that was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um, which leads me to the enemy placement in battles, which I really enjoyed that. Yeah, having the two lanes. Not even that. It was two lanes, but sometimes they would be behind each other. You thought you were fighting one enemy, and there was really two there. Yeah. And that or was one of those, like, obscuring something. And you're like, yeah. why the fuck am I getting hit three times? Yeah. I always see one guy on the screen. It's like, oh, there are little ants hiding behind him. Yeah, I thought that was, that was very cool. That was very clever. Because every other um, RPG... And that era is just a row of enemies. Right. And this didn't do that at all. That was very, very cool. I like that a lot. Um, that was actually probably, in terms of the, like, the game mechanics, was actually probably one of my favorite things. Because I, I felt like I had to analyze the battle situation a little bit more. Which turned yeah. out to be when, every once in a while. Um, or later on, you just kind of figure, oh, I'll just keep hitting the left, left or right button until I know I'm, I've seen every enemy. So you kind of get yeah. around it. But it does like screw with you sometimes. Yeah. Let's keep on that battle symbol or battle system. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I really loved that it kind of differed from your traditional RPG is the the rolling health system, where you get attacked by an energy uh, an enemy and your mm-hmm. health slowly rolls down over time. Yeah. So you have some time to like, oh, I could also get in an attack, even though it might be a lethal hit and it's going to kill you. Y- you mm-hmm. might have ten to fifteen seconds to strategize, heal yourself, and then you might be able to escape that that death. Yeah, And on the flip side, there are times when you're healing yourself and it's slowly rolling up and you're like, cool, I'm going to sit here on this menu and just hang out for about 30 seconds while I heal up. (laughs) 
I thought that was a really cool and added added new elements to it. Where well, it can also save you as well. Like if this person dies, yeah. I can reheal them hopefully before. It'll, yeah, it'll there were several times yeah. when that happened where like somebody did a big attack that killed three of my party except for Ness, and I'm like, cool, because Ness I'm had way more, than else. way more health. Way more health. Especially whenever you, whenever Ness beats himself, he powers up a lot and he like doubles his health. He has like 500 uh, side points, and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I would like let them continue attacking, and then I would by the next turn they would be almost dead. Ness would heal them all. I think that was a really cool mechanic. One thing, and something that, I don't think we've seen anywhere else since. I don't think I've seen Newton before either. Um, one thing that I didn't quite understand about the battle system was how when you die you come back and you have hp but your your psychic points were always zero when you came back and that and there was yeah so if if you ever died your psychic points were always zero and there are almost no items that i don't think that's true yes it is if you die no because i would be able to because i would revive um what's her bitch paula i would revive Mm -hmm. her i'm talking if all of your party members die and you get a game oh, over. Oh, I never had that happen. Yeah, I never because you'd always use your save state because I'm too good. Yeah, save states. Yeah. Um. So that was a little frustrating because then you would end up like when I was in the the valley area, right? And I forgot to reheal, which would bring up the psychic points in the valley. I just kept going, and I ended up fighting some enemies. And Paula was useless because I really couldn't use any of her her powers, which is what yeah. makes her stand out among Ness above Ness. And I felt like she was kind of useless then. So I, I don't understand why they didn't have you refill health and psychic points. It didn't make any sense to me. You can get these things called PSI caramels or caramels, and they would let you re-up only 20. Yeah, but it would only be like, yeah, 20. And then You could also use like butterf- Psi Omega – or sorry, Psi um, Magnet Omega, mm-hmm. and that would drain Psi points from everybody as well. Yeah, but if you don't have any psychic points, you can't use the Magnet ability. The Magnet ability is zero PP. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um I never used it Which once. Which you obviously never used. Yeah, I never used it once. Um, there's also the butterflies around that you can yeah. capture that way. Man, those butterflies saved the shit out of me sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there's points where there's a long stretch between you and your goal. Yeah. And you have to... The, the battles can be pretty difficult when you have them one after another. Did you ever find any success in, in avoiding some of those battles? Oh, yeah. I, little That's tricks. another thing that I liked as well, that... The RAM in those days was not enough that they could keep up with the enemies if they were off screen. Yep. So you're like, oh, I'm coming across three guys huddled together that I know I can't beat right now, or walk I need down, to save my energy. Then walk, walk back away, up. and then walk back, and they're gone. <laughs> or they've turned or, into a trash can. Or you walk back up again, and now there's like 10 of them. Yep, <laughs> and, and then you walk down again screen. and walk yep. back up <laughs> until um, there's none. Yes, that was definitely something that became helpful. I also – so this is one thing that was kind of um, – not a great thing, turned out to be a good benefit at times, was if there was a tree, you had to walk, like, clearly around that tree. You couldn't, like, yeah, walk too close to it because it would kind of stop you. But there was also a great advantage when you didn't want to fight an enemy, and you could just yep. get him to, like, walk too close to the tree so he got stuck, and then you would just circle around the tree and head back up, and then you're done. You avoided yep. him completely. So that was pretty helpful sometimes, too. Which is, I think that avoiding is necessary, to get through some of these areas. Yeah. Especially when you walk I didn't in- feel like I was... Aside from those times when, like, gameplay-wise, they took away... Like, what Paula was kidnapped or Ness was by himself. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like when I had my full party that I was underpowered at all, even though I avoided a lot of battles. Um, there were a few points where I felt a little underpowered, but I was... I also fought a lot, too, so I don't really know. Yeah. 
I mean, that's also but, part of a JRPG is the grind. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. One thing I did like a lot is when you you beat a boss and you have to walk back through the level again and all the enemies are like scared of yes. you and they like cower yep. away. That was hysterical. That was so great. That's another thing I loved about this game too. When, you, when you're clearly overpowered and you just walk up to an enemy and yep. it's like, I'm not even going to bother you with this battle. You won. Here's some, here's some, a cookie. <laughs> yep. And then you get like one XP. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was really funny. Um, yeah. Just filled with really clever things like that. Yep. Um, I, I also really, I thought it was really funny. First of all, the characters, the mm-hmm. fact that you have this martial artist named Pooh, I think is hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, these other people have like, like, you have normal names like Paula and Jeff. And it's not like some crazy Japanese name that you would normally see at the mm-hmm. time. But it's, uh, hi, my name is Jeff and I'm a video game character. <laughs> and then you see Pooh. But I also thought it was really funny that like they're kids and they attack with, I have a slingshot or baseball bat yep. or a yo-yo. And then Jeff has a laser cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking amazing and hilarious. So sexist, though, that they gave Paula the frying pan. The frying pan. But she could also use the yo-yo That's the true. Slingshot. That's true. But she, could, she was the only one who could use the frying pan and ribbons. Yep. Oh, God. You know another thing that fucked me over in Ness's mind? They, what, so one of my complaints of this game is that it was way oh, so too you hated difficult. It? I hate this game. No. <laughs> One of my complaints of this game is that it was way too difficult to to see your stats and how they're affected by mm-hmm. items. It was it was too difficult. Whenever you're buying things, you don't know what the fuck it does yeah, until you've bought it and then you read the help thing. Um and for weapons, weapons all you get is a flashing of if it's better, does more damage. Yep. So I was going around Ness's mind and a little bit before that and Ness was just missing like crazy. But I had this bat that was awesome, really high damage. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I finally looked up and I just Googled Ness missing a lot. What's going on? Ness is missing in, in, uh, in Earthbound. And I go and it's like, oh, yeah, if you have this bat, it has crazy high damage, but you only have a 25% chance of hitting. I was like, what? <laughs> if I'd known that, I would have never changed this bat. But I had already sold my other shit. Yeah, because the inventory system is so limited, you can't oh, hold God, that Oh, God, that stuff. inventory system was garbage. And if you wanted to, like, you can't hold much. If you wanted to get rid of stuff to, like, store it, you had to call What's-Her-Face, pay 18 bucks for her to come grab only three things at a time. <laughs> I and literally then, made uh, a journey and just walked back to one it just to give her stuff because I'm like, I don't feel like paying the money. I don't feel like doing gosh. it three at a time. Don't feel like doing that. I just walked back to one I took the bus and then yeah. walked from Tucson to um, to one it. So that's an, an, a complaint I had is that it was just way too difficult to see how things affected you or yeah. know where they were. I, I didn't I, even know. Maybe that was addressed in the game manual like we saw with Super Metroid. I don't know. I didn't even know about the um, the um, hit ratio. I had no idea about that. That's totally news to me, but it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing at all. Like that was something well, even in the game. There was one boss. what stat would, would contribute to that. I found the bosses pretty easy, but there was one boss battle where I died two times in a row, and it's because I, I, Ness wouldn't hit anything. You would hit nothing at all. Yeah. That's, that's probably what it is. There's something, too, where um, you can get, like, sugar packets that make your meals better. Oh, yeah. I always dropped all of those. Got rid of them. Absolutely. Right I did the same thing. Because what ended up happening is I would eat – I would be like, oh, I'm going to eat this hamburger right now. And then it would just include the, the sugar packet. And they'd be like, well, these don't go together. I'm like, but like, yeah. I never wanted them to go to, together. Like, why did but you make the ketchup, decision for me? Good, but... Yeah. It was that was kind of annoying. So I mean, they're definitely that's just an example though of that game came out twenty years ago. More than twenty three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So 
there's going to be things like that. I think the inventory system is very much a product of its time. The fact that you couldn't see the stats yeah. for everything, very much just a product of its time. Like nowadays, no excuse for that. And, there were, and even some of the clever things, I don't think they would have been able to get away with because I think that they would have deterred too many people. Like when you're in Moonside and yes is no and no is yes. Oh, gosh. They First of all, hashtag rape culture. Yeah, they, no way they could get away <laughs> with that nowadays. Second of all, um, that was that that was frustrating as fuck. <laughs> like, but I mean, I... I it was it was a those were some cool and interesting enemies the whole all the enemies in this fucking game you're fighting oh, yeah. ants and then street signs and zombie cops <laughs> and a taxi no my favorite is and you're too a and, like, cup you of coffee fight, you fight hippies like this hippie like town hippie will yes. come up to you that, that stuff oh, was fantastic because it starts yeah. off normal it's like oh there's a crow there's a dog like this that's, that's kind of zany for a jrpg you don't fight the town dog you don't yep. fight, like, the, the biker gang in the town, really. It's usually monsters. And then it's like, no, you're going to fight a painting. You're going to fight a, a Salvador Dali clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really great. So, yes, this game has a fuck ton of personality. I would love to see what a modern interpretation of this looks mm-hmm. like, like what this series means in a modern setting. I want it to I maintain honestly... the art style, though. I want it to still be, like, that 2D pixel i, I kind of think it, it would be something very similar to that yeah i don't want like but a 3d honestly, earthbound I, think, I don't think that would work at all yeah if there's a game that nowadays i think draws parallels to this almost it, it's more irreverent but i think honestly south park like south park stick a tree yeah this is definitely so how self-referential it is about yeah. all of these systems and how it kind of takes all of that and makes fun of it and turns it on his head and really quirky and it's kids and all of these kind of jokes about that but uh, on that same level, too, though, this is necessarily a modern game because it came out around the same time, but Earthbound is like a cooler version of Pokemon in some sense, where it's like little kid leaves his hometown to go on this grand adventure. Pokemon <laughs> now just seems like a lame version of Earthbound. <laughs> kid goes out to go on an adventure, and he goes to towns, and he fights cats. <laughs> the end. That's the whole game. The end. But I did get a, I don't know about you, but did you get like a Pokemon vibe? But not in the sense of like going out and catching Pokemon and like that whole co- like collection aspect is obviously not in this game. But did you kind of get that like the sense of adventure you get from a Pokemon game of no. little kid leaving his hometown? You didn't get that at all? No. I guess it's just I've, I've played so many JRPGs that that's just like pretty standard. I guess so. JRPGs. Yeah. I don't play a lot of JRPGs. Actually, the JRPG I, I have the most experience with is Pokemon. So Pokemon! Pokemon. Got to catch them all! Speaking Pokemon of which, there Go was a... does count. I play that a lot. That's JRPG, right? Yeah, speaking of, there was a leaked image, and I'm using air quotes because it was obviously bullshit, of what a 3D Pokemon game is going to look like, and I'm like, I want that to be it. it Are nice. we done talking about Earthbound? Is Earthbound done? I don't have anything else to say about it. Um, I don't think so either. Hold on. I actually made it. Hold on, sorry. Eastbound. Combat mechanics. HP. Uh, uh, Casey Bat. No, oh, you're, done. Also, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're really done. You're done, Chad. The, you're done. Uh, you're done. Chad, stop talking. You're done. Okay, one more thing. Remember, I edit this. <laughs> <laughs> the I really liked the orange kid versus the apple kid thing that oh, like all the girls yeah. are like, oh my gosh, that orange kid is so dreamy, and he's like the good looking kid, but then he like makes a fucking useless machine, and he's like <laughs> trying to fi- I don't I don't remember. Oh, he's trying to hurt, turn a boiled egg into a raw egg, and then there's apple kid, and he's like, hey, I'm a regular dude, and I have a mouse as a friend, and also I'm building a machine that saves the world, oh, and okay. one, like. That is, that's that's hilarious. No, no, okay, so that, I do have nothing to, to say about this game, and that is that every time there was some ridiculous obstacle in your way, like you come across a silver pencil that's sticking out of the ground and you can't progress because of that, 
And it was conveniently, hey, I've invented an item that will help you erase large pencils or sharpen large pencils. <laughs> yeah. Like there's always super convenient item that is oddly specific to the to the or towards, towards the end of the game, you have to get a pencil eraser eraser because there's an eraser in your way under Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> or there was one that was, um, man, we need um, a way to get rid of these zombies in the town. And the people in the tent are like, well, what if we've got them all in this tent and they're able to stick to something and they're stuck in here and then we take care of them like that. And then like 15 minutes later, you get an invention called zombie paper that lets zombies stick to it. <laughs> yep. Like just... And then you spend the night and you wake up and there's just a bunch of zombies like, ugh, on the yeah. floor. <laughs> And I love that you're fighting piles of barf, too. Let's <laughs> belch it. Like, so stupid. Fucking great. I loved it. Uh, oh, yeah. That was one more thing that annoyed me, too, is um, I died, and then you came back. So when you die, you also only come back as Ness, and your other characters are little ghosts behind you. And you've got to go to the hospital to revive them again. And I was in threed when the zombies and the ghosts and the trash cans were still everywhere, and I would walk out of the little area that I was inside of, that where you um, come back when you um, respawn. And as soon as you go out there, there was always a collection of enemies that were always way too strong for Ness to handle. And so I could never leave the area to get my friends back again. So I'd just die and then end up like three feet from where I was, come back, die immediately, go right back three feet previous, over and over and over again. So fucking frustrating. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out. I just remembered that. You played that game wrong, man. I no, I played Save it the way states. it was supposed to be played, ish. Yeah, but that's wrong. No, it's right. It's always right. So Earthbound, great game. Dude, I don't yeah. think it's for everyone, but no, it was. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it a lot. I don't I, think it's a masterpiece like the other two so far we've played. But I would agree. Yeah, it's it's a good game. It's not a great game in the sense of like great, like incredible, like Bioshock yeah. and Metroid are great games. This is a good game, and it's only. I would game... absolutely, in a heartbeat, play Mother Three if it ever came over. I think it will. Plus, I, I also, I I got the NES Amiibo, and I also got hardcore, like, I want to play Smash. Oh, Because yeah. NES used to be my character in the first mm-hmm. uh, Smash Bros. on N64. That was the, the character I was playing as the most. And then I switched to Lucas and Brawl, I think. Is Lucas and in Mother 1? I think he might be Mother 3, or I don't know. Mother, he's not definitely not an Earthbound. No, he's not an Earthbound, yeah. I always so, thought he was an Earthbound character, but uh, we were One wrong. of those games we haven't gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all we have to say. Yep, that's it. Do you want to do some news Woo! now? Well, let's do some news because there's some stuff that happened. Yeah, this is a pretty big week. Actually, there's not a single Nintendo story this time around. Are you, wait a minute. Are you serial? Yeah, there's no oh Nintendo gosh. stories. Oh my gosh, you're super duper serial. Super duper serial. That's so crazy. We've started actually a shared note now, so we know what... We we both have the ability to access. We're getting news, so we're professional. Yeah, we're so professional. So professional. <laughs> um, Start me off, Holden. Okay, go. so this is a story you found, but I'm going to go ahead and share it because I'm happy okay. about this. It's also something that I pointed out a few weeks ago: is that what the hell happened to Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition? Oh it yeah, it just disappeared out of nowhere. But it now has a release date of February 9th, so very soon. Actually, that's next week, next Friday. Yeah. So um, can't wait. Really want to play that game. I'm still against the idea, though, that it is the full Final Fantasy 15 game. It is not. It is. No, it, it is. there's no way. Read, uh, did you read the article? I read the article, yeah. it'll be um, Pocket Edition will be split over 10 episodes. Did you read the bottom of the article and the impressions? This is from IGN, by the way, mm-hmm. everyone. We went hands-on. It was, also, it was um, so accurate. It was so accurate a remake of the full game scenes that it felt surreal. 
I feel like... See? I don't think it's everything... In the, how many chapters are in the game? That's not what this is about. Those are chapters to, sell, to split up to sell. This is not... I'm, oh, not, I'm talking single, about in Final Fantasy 15. I think there's like 16 chapters, 16 maybe? 16 chapters, okay. So but some of them are 30 minutes, some of them are 4 hours. I just don't think there's going to be that much content in this game. I could be wrong, but I just don't get this impression. Yeah, you are wrong. Like we have definitively decided you're wrong on this. I, because I think there's going to be some... First of all, they said you're wrong. The people who played it said you're wrong. And then I said you're wrong. You just don't want to accept that you're wrong. It, I, just, I guess I'm just baffled by the fact that the entire game yeah. is in there. I'm definitely going to get it either way. But Episode one free. Mm-hmm. Or chapter one. I'm just baffled by it. I mean, you'll. I won't. If I play it, I won't be able to know if it had everything in the game or not because I didn't play the original. But I feel like, are you going to play this? I'm definitely going to play the free chapter. Okay, that's probably as far as I'll go. I'll be curious if oh, you play it. Oh man! So next, I'll story. delete the stories out. By the way, as we're talking, that way. Good, 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 good. Uh, next story. Rumor suggests Microsoft has considered acquiring EA, Valve, and PUBG Corp. This is huge. This, I also think, is way overblown. Yes. I, I, first of all, EA is enormous. and That's the one the, the thing is least likely. That's the one that they've said is most likely uh, in this article on IGN. First of well, all, so why would so you IGN buy covered EA Polygon, so they, after all this bullshit has come out recently? Uh, <laughs> right. Well, that's one. <laughs> but also, a company who literally every Star Wars game would be exclusive to Microsoft uh, mo- all the sports games so, would be exclusive to Microsoft here, aside from MLB The Show. Here's like, the thing, though. They bought Minecraft. Minecraft is not exclusive to Microsoft consoles. Right. Just because it is owned by them, it seems like they're not necessarily going to hold it to themselves. So it would they be do smart have of them. that as a precedent. But that is also... But when they bought it, it was already like one of the top three most successful games in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was already on a zillion platforms. And it's aimed at kids. Yeah. So you don't want to fuck over kids. If there's one thing I know from the media recently, you don't fuck kids. <laughs> you had to hear so, from the media, though. You weren't, you weren't yeah. sure otherwise. You can fuck Star Wars fans. I mean, look at The Last Jedi. <laughs> that was a great movie. Shut up. It was a great movie. I loved yeah. it. But hardcore Star Wars fans hated it for some reason because they're all butthurt. Can I just say something really funny? Red Letter Media, this really funny thing about Star Wars. They said, Oh, my God. Red Letter Media. Oh, I love Red Letter Media. I know you want me to watch this stuff, but it's boring. So um, they did this thing where they said Star Wars celebration which is like the big event it's like a political rally <laughs> like every, everyone goes there they're super pumped about their candidate they can't wait for their candidate the next movie to come out and the movie comes out and they shit on the movie they totally hate it and they come back to star wars celebration again the next year <laughs> and they can't wait for their next movie it's gonna be great it's gonna be the best movie ever and they shit on that movie and it was, i just want it was your recaps of red letter media stuff just do that no no their stuff's so um, good it's so clever so yeah ea i don't think it's gonna happen valve is something like they were the Polygon article said, oh, there have been whispers I think that we've heard from that Valve would be the Corp. smartest of their acquisitions to make. Would that be the smartest? Yes. Also incredibly unlikely, though. Yeah, totally I mean, unlikely. They already have the Microsoft, like, the PC side of things, so partnering with Valve for the PC side would be awesome, but yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. PUBG Corp, I think, is the most likely. However, they just recently said, we would love to be on everything in the world. And if they want to... Well, that's what they say exclusive. until Microsoft gives them a shit ton of money and says, hey, how about just us? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I actually think that the, the PUBG one would be the worst buying decision they could make. Because I really don't think that game has as long of legs as people think. I think that game has started a new type of online um, shooting um, experience. 
that will yep. be copied and put in other games that handle the mechanics better because PUBG apparently does not run well still, and PUBG will be forgotten over time. I don't. Oh think my PUBG god! Is what a, a great lasting... segue. Speaking of that, do you remember Fortnite and how successful that battle royale mode is? That's yes, free. I do. Well, that is so successful that they've decided that Epic has decided to shut down Paragon, its other game that it was trying to make into a MOBA that never really quite caught on. So Fortnite was so great that they're like, listen, we can't really get Paragon to where we want it to be as a MOBA and the community we want to service and the experience we want to provide. So we're shutting down Paragon. As people start to not play it anymore, we're not going to uh, – it'll be kind of a worse experience, longer load times, longer queues. But I think what's a really amazing about this is that they're going to be offering a full refund for every player for every purchase they've ever made during the game, whether it's an in-app purchase for a loot crate or whether it's uh, armor they've purchased. The in game, in other words, free. they made a lot of money on Fortnite. They did, yep. Yeah, and they said, you know means. what, you guys can have some of this back. So, I mean, RIP Paragon, if anybody played that still. but I didn't. I think that's a, a, a developer doing incredibly well by their community, and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to Microsoft for a second because they had another big thing that happened this week. Okay. And that is that they acquired a cloud-based gaming company called Playfab. Playfab. And Play fabulous. They say that they want to do this to beef up their Azure client. Or Azure? Yep. Is it Azure? I don't, I don't know. Azure. Azure. Um, this has always been Microsoft's big thing is doing cloud gaming. And if they're making acquisitions in that field, it means something they're still thinking about and still wanting to do. And with their whole thing, I think it was a few weeks ago or a month ago, they said we want to change the way that people play games and experience games. Xbox Game Pass, doing the cloud streaming stuff, I think it's all going to build towards one thing. And maybe, yep. I think there's always going to be an Xbox console, but it seems like their goal is kind of like, the game is everywhere. You're playing your Xbox game on anything that you can plug a controller into, which with Bluetooth is everything. So well, That's what OnLive was trying to be mm-hmm. a long-ass time ago. I don't think the technology was there at the time, but I do think that's uh, a We do have a technology. We can rebuild OnLive. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a big story and i think we'll oh my god see kind that of grown important piggybacking off of that whoa segue due to the game the pass i know right it's like we set this up <laughs> um speaking of game pass a bunch of independent uk retailers are considering boycotting the xbox products in the wakes of game pass which on one hand i can see oh yeah that kind of sucks that they're now going to be kind of cutting into your business saying, hey, all of these games you can get digitally now instead of having to go to brick and mortar. They did kind of put out that little helping hand saying, hey, we'll also sell subscription cards for six months in your stores. But I think they're all... (laughs) But I think they're all... They're being babies about it? Up in arms. They're being babies. I mean, honestly, this is something they've seen coming for a decade now. If they they were planning a business model for this inevitable future, that's all on them. They've got to be learning how to evolve, and this is an inevitable future. So it's, I mean, well, if something thing, is happening, they got to, it's like, it doesn't impact. When people got upset, what does it not impact? It doesn't impact Microsoft if these guys start boycotting, saying, we're not going to sell your consoles anymore. No one's going to say, GameStop doesn't sell Xbox anymore? Well, I guess I'm getting a PlayStation. If they want an Xbox, they'll just go to the Best Buy. That's probably within 10 minutes of the GameStop they're going to buy it at anyway. Or Amazon.co.uk. Or, exactly, or Amazon.com. Like, there's so many avenues to buy a video game console that aren't yeah. a specific video game store that the video game stores are making themselves irrelevant when they don't have to be. Yep. 
They're just being babies. Being big old babies. Being big old babas. Hey, you read a story now. I want to share two non-news stories of the week. Oh, two non-news. Two non-news stories of the week. One is that the Gran Turismo series creator says he's already working on the next Gran Turismo game. Whoa. Whoa. You mean he's not sitting at home drinking Diet Coke (laughs) watching Stranger Things? Um, I, he's doing a job here's here's a little like um you don't even have to have any inside knowledge to know this when playstation 4 came out they started working on playstation 5 immediately nintendo is probably already working on the successor to the switch when final fantasy 15 is done getting made because they're still adding content to it they'll already be working on final fantasy 16 because companies want to release their products as soon as possible to make right. money this is so not news it's not even funny the other yep. one is um, that Atlas, the people who make uh, um, Shin Megami Tensei and Persona, um, have sent a survey out and asked fans if um, it, Persona 6, if they would like it to be on which consoles they'd like to see it on. PS4, PC, uh, Switch, other platforms. People are going, oh, the next Persona game is going to be on Switch. No, it doesn't mean that. It means they're going to see there's interest <laughs> in it. And they could still decide, yeah, you know, why not what? There's still a lot of people who wanted to be on PS4, so we're just going to do that again. doesn't mean anything. Or it means PS3. absolutely nothing. Yeah, or PS3. I can't, it blows my mind that Persona 5 still came out on PS3 this year. Did it really? Like, I heard yeah. it was going to, and then I'm like, no, there's no, no way. It was, yeah, it was only recently announced for PS4. Well, that means it can run on a like Switch. It means it's definitely going to be coming on a Switch, right? It means it's coming on a Switch. It can Shut run on up. Oh, I'm just Bye. being sarcastic because I know. I anytime know it's like, wait, it, it was on that console. I was like, in on the joke. No, you weren't. Yes, they were. So that's just non news. Just because a company's asking if you would be interested in this doesn't mean they're actually going to do that. Right. Maybe they'll do nice. a persona specifically for switch or something like that i don't know but that's this this story does not mean that hey you want to know something that's definitely never coming to switch what monster hunter world yeah have you been reading the reviews and what people are saying they're saying it's incredible i kind of fucking want to play it i say that but I feel like I've heard this with Monster Hunter before, and that this is the one that's like accessible for people. And I know, right? That's what everybody like, always says. Not accessible. I don't but, know what's uh, happening. Man, it is. It is getting some good buzz. It looks it, really good. So it does it's look good. shipped five million copies in mm-hmm. three days, which is Im- incredibly impressive. But yeah, if if there's ever been a Monster Hunter game that would push me over the edge, I think this is it. No, I, I, if I didn't already spend a lot of money on gaming already, and I have. Shadow of the Colossus coming out. Yeah, I was going to say, I have another Monster Hunter game I want to play, and it's called Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is also getting great reviews. I might pick it up when it first goes on sale, Reviews though. open up for that today as well, and it's getting I know. stellar reviews. That's getting some fucking great news. People are saying it's the best port of all time. Ports what? What? What are we going to talk about? We'll ports? talk about that. Yeah. Ports, parts, farts. Um, Sega is apparently publishing a brand new narrative IP from the Heavy Rain Designers. That does not mean Quantic Dream is making it. It means the people who worked at Quantic Dream at that time. Right. It is something Night is the name of the studio, but it's people who worked on Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Interior Night. That's it. Mm -hmm. But Sega's publishing it, which, you know, they make some pretty good games and they also make a lot of trash games. So. They do. Um, But. I don't know what that means. It's also going to be a narrative game, which means it's going to be a single player game, which means it's not going to have loads of microtransactions. You know what else was a single-player game? What? Sonic Forces. And that was brilliant. Well. It was brilliant. Well. Great well, game. Was it, though? No, it wasn't. No. 
No, 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 no. Uh, here's another little kind of non, not non-news story, but something to be expected. Uh, Anthem, last week it was rumored that Anthem was being delayed till 2019 mm-hmm. and that the pressure was on. He has officially confirmed Anthem is delayed till 2019. And part of the Those reason for bastards. that delay. Oh, my God. Part of the reason for that delay is to make room for Battlefield coming in October of this year. So mm-hmm. there will be a new Battlefield experience this year. No surprise there. No, they do that every other year. They've always done that. Yep. That's not a surprise. Um, I think that's actually kind of smart because if you want to release a new franchise, doing it in the busiest time of the year for games is the worst way to do that. Yep. It's the worst way. So I think this is very smart of them. Like Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, would never have made the statement oh, yeah. it did if it came oh, out God. in like November. Just keep saying or that over and over again. Just keep saying Horizon Zero Dawn. That game wouldn't have made the statement it did if it came out in the fall. Your fall because well, it came Frozen out. Wilds came out in the fall. Yeah, but it had already been established at that. point. Loved that shit. But it was established at that point. I'll establish you. Well, I'll establish myself by saying a new uh, new story, which is that Facebook announces a pilot program for a game streaming Twitch competitor. Dumb, won't take off. Just like Facebook Stories, no one wants it. Just like everything <laughs> Facebook has done that's not Facebook itself. No one wants Facebook Marketplace. Um, I do think that there's something notable to be said here that, and I was seeing some other talk about this, not necessarily this news story, but just op-eds and things like that about... Um, YouTube is not going to be the main place for video content anymore because Twitch is making big leaps into it. And Facebook actually does have a big video following. People consume a lot no, of video like, content, content. ID. There's a lot of content ID problems on Facebook. That will. I'm sure they are making efforts to fix that kind of stuff, though. I, I, well, They've said I'll it's their goal, and this is in it. the article. They've said their goal is to make it so that these streamers will make a livable wage. Yeah. So we we'll will see. see. Wealthy. Wealthy. I actually, uh, yeah, I think you added the rest of these stories, and I'm not familiar with them or care enough about them to mention them. So you talk about them. Uh, I think there's only a few <laughs> left that. Um, oh, there's the Sega All Star Racing that Sega. You you know about bumped. that one, yeah. So there's a there's a kart racer that is a um, globally known IP that's being made at Sega, and people think it's a Sonic kart racer game. You had just told me before the podcast that they've already denied this. Yeah, they a actually, couple hours ago they denied it, yeah. but it's... So, um, eh, not going to happen. The other one is Killer Instinct's... Um, uh, the developer of Killer Instinct is making a new game called Extin- Extinction, Extinction that was announced at E3, I think, and that's coming out in uh, April 10th now. And this Extinction. game looks... Extinction, wait. Is that the one with the giant monsters? Yeah. It... And you're fighting... They they said it's a crossover between Shadow of the Colossus and God of War. Oh yeah, this one actually did kind of look pretty cool. Yeah, it did. It looks it looks like it could be fun, like any game. It could be total trash when it ends up coming out. But I'm curious to see how this game does. I can't play when it because I don't have an Xbox. April 10th. Is it Xbox exclusive? Actually, I don't know. Is it? Uh, I think, I think Iron is. Galaxy. Yeah, well, Killer Instinct was definitely Xbox exclusive. Yeah, that's why I'm assuming it's Xbox exclusive. Microsoft. If not owned, is Iron Galaxy owned by Microsoft? Is that one of the first parties? I believe so. We're talking out our ass. <laughs> well, that's I think that's all the news stories that we have. I don't have any. Cool. Else. That was the news brought to you by nudes. Nudes read the news. That's nudes. So now we're gonna talk that's about our jingle for news. What I think is actually a very important topic. Oh, hold on. Wait, you didn't tell me about this. What are you talking about? Hmm. What are we talking about? What is so important? Ports. 
Ports. Oh, ports like USB week. ports. Yep, USB C very important for the future of interface technology. But also ports is in games like Shadow of the Colossus coming out in PS4. Yes, it is next soon. week. And oh. the, this is a topic that's gained a lot of notoriety, I think, this month because of the Switch um, Direct that was mostly ports and people kind of yep. being upset about it. So I wanted to talk about like kind of the reality of ports, good ports, bad ports, are they necessary, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I have some notes here, but I wonder what you have to say, Chad. I think the conversation around ports has changed a lot. It's not something that's new. No. We've seen collections for a long time, whether it's Mario All-Stars plus World on Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It was ports of all the NES Marios plus Mario World. But then there's also been like collections of Infamous 1 and 2 Ultimate Collection on PS3, things like that. Uncharted. Uh, The big negative thing around ports tends to be around a console's launch. So when PS4 and Xbox One launched, a lot of what we were seeing was ports of the previous generation stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's some validity there. Like there might be a bunch of people who never played that game before Mm -hmm. or never had an opportunity because they didn't own that system. And a lot of people are frustrated saying, give us something new. We want to play something new. Uh, We don't want to see all of last generation stuff. But I have kind of... I've kind of jumped aboard the port boat. Get it? Port left on the boat. Get it? Wink, wink, wink. I've jumped aboard the port side of the boat um, for a couple of reasons. Isn't you enjoy ports? Yeah, and I think they're good. One, because they're quick and easy for a developer to, especially whenever they're learning new architecture. Exactly. I think that's that's one of the most important things to know, yeah. To take an established IP, they don't have to worry about creating a new world and characters and dialogue. It's just about how do I make a game run on this new architecture? Yeah, and having an existing game to work with makes the process a lot easier. And they can make money, a lot of money, which fuels new games that they can release. Right, so that helps to fund their next new project, like a new IP. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason why I'm, I'm totally for ports now. And a second reason is actually for game preservation. Yeah, this is a big one. And this type will also change over time as generations go away, but it's definitely important. Yeah. I honestly think because everything is operating on this kind of common x86 architecture now, which is very similar to PC, this is the generation where every – I think that this is the generation where everything going forward will be backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. And just like PC, you'll be able to play a game from today or 20 years ago yeah. without needing to ch- make any changes. So I think that one – Making sure everything runs on these new systems is important, whether it's by recoding them from the cell architecture of the PS3 to the the x86 of the the PS4. But also kind of the remastering, the up-resing, and the remakes like Shadow of the Colossus, making them individually... I think we're hitting a point where like you're making things 4K and... Those like 16-bit games from the SNES era, those are going to look good and they're going to hold up for a very long time Mm -hmm. because I don't think we're going to see a lot of visual adaptation over the next decade or two that's really going to go beyond that. So these are kind of like making the definitive versions for these to exist for the rest of time for us to play on all of our consoles. So I think it's incredibly good for game preservation's sake to make a definitive version that we all hold on to Mm -hmm. that works for the remainder of life. Yeah, and I, I want to build off a few things you said earlier too as, as well about like companies wanting to use these ports to 
learn the, the architecture of the system. And I think in doing that, they can also give a game a chance that might not have gotten as much FaceTime before. Like, right. I was aware of Dishonored. And then the remaster came out, and I'm like, okay, I'll try this game out now because I don't really have much to play on my PS4 at this point, and I've heard good things about this. Why not try this game out? And then when Dishonored 2 came out, I was now more excited for that game because I understood that franchise a little bit better. So it kind of gives games an opportunity to shine, I think, in a way that it didn't before. But also your note, too, of like going back to Shadow of the Colossus. That was a masterpiece of a game. There were some technical problems with that game when it came out. There were some yeah. frame rate drops, things like that. That can now be fixed because it's on a more powerful system. So it's it's making these games better. And I think that people equate ports to like a reboot, like a movie reboot almost, where it's like, oh, you loved um, you know, Halloween back in like the 70s and 80s. We're going to make it all <laughs> over again. It'll be just as good. Video games is different because it will be better if you are taking the game as it was and just improving it upon the mechanics that were there. As long as you're not right, adding, adding a second item to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That did help a lot, actually. That was a great, I know it did. That was a good adjustment. I know. But you know what I mean? Like, Shadow of the Colossus now, they didn't mess with the formula, from what we understand at least. They didn't mess with the formula and add all these crazy new game mechanics. They said, okay, let's take what was in that game and just make it run better. Yeah. And you can do that with And there ports. are good and bad ports. And Absolutely. Blue Point, who did Shadow of the Colossus, is fucking top of their league. Yeah. They did the Uncharted ones. They mm-hmm. did... Um, did they do the... Um, fuck, what else did they do? Last of Us remaster? Uh, or was it Naughty Dog? I don't, I don't think that was them. I think that was Naughty Dog okay. internally did that one. Yeah. They did something else big. But yeah, Blue Point is, is synonymous with excellent mm-hmm. ports of other people's games. But, but this one not, was not really a port. It's actually rebuilding it from scratch, all the textures and things, which is... But they're they're incredibly great at being faithful to the original game, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is important. Um, I, I think thing to mention with ports as well and this is kind of why this has been coming up lately is switch is getting a ton of ports which i think is happening yep. for two reasons one it's a new console and every new console starts with ports from the previous generation however i think that the switch is kind of the best possible system to put ports on because you gain the portability port portability ability as Get well it. what if you play the switch on the left side of a boat then it's a well are you playing that's, a port that's on the portability switch? on the port of, you're playing a port. You're playing a port portably on the port of the boat. There we go. There we go. But like, if there's a re, like Dark Souls is coming out as an example, it's being remastered. It's coming for PS4, Xbox um, One, PC, and Switch. I'm buying it on Switch because now there's an added utility of me being able to play that game anywhere. And I think the Switch, like, I actually wouldn't mind if we saw ports even later on in the life cycle of the Switch, because now I can take that game that I liked anywhere I want to. So I think that the Switch is actually the best possible machine for ports. You usually don't get a lot of the graphical improvements that you get right? Um, with uh, like PS4 and Xbox One, but I'm willing to make that exchange myself. But I mean, there's no better system for ports, I think, than the Switch. It's kind of perfect for ports. And it is a port machine right now. Absolutely, it yes. is. Yes. Uh, uh, more <clears throat> than half of everything that's on it right now is a port of something else. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that it's there. Absolutely. Even Breath of the Wild is a port of the Wii U game. That's right. <laughs> of the Game of the Year winning Wii U game, Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like just ports get a bad name. And I think it only gets a bad name from a really loud minority. I think most people either don't care because I'm like, cool, I just won't buy that game. 
How many fucking people are going to buy Dark Souls Remastered, though? Oh, a ton of people. Exactly, yeah. A ton of people are going to play that. And actually, that's one port that I haven't heard any negative, like, oh, this is another fucking port again. This is the, the probably, this and Shadow of the Colossus, I think, are two of the um, most welcomed ports to come yep. out. So I think the, 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 the only time that people... When it's a, not necessarily what I love about these, they are completely like remastered. They might have improved frame rates and things like that. But then when you see, well, I guess this isn't even a bad example. Like ports that have been done that are so careless, it's literally just the same exact game on the, the console. There's no improvements made or anything like that. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. What I thought originally was like the Devil May Cry HD that has been ported twice now. Mm-hmm. It's just the same port that it was over now, but but it does have like upscaling to 4K. But yeah, I think another example of ports that is really positive is like if you look at Resident Evil Four. That was a GameCube exclusive when it came out, and it was so popular. And the GameCube wasn't the best selling console, so it came to PS2, it came to Xbox, and they came to literally yep. every system after that because that and game. That game is... director cut his head off. <laughs> That game is fantastic. It's really great. And it's a game, like, going to the whole historical side, that should be played by everybody. But I don't think that game would be nearly as notable as it is now if it was only on GameCube and was never ported to PS2 and Xbox. Yep. Xbox One. And Wii. And Wii. And PS3. And And PS4. And Xbox 360. And Xbox One. And iPhone. And iPhone. They came to iPhone. <laughs> that game came everywhere. Those reports I don't like is they're like, we're going to take this console game and put it on an iPhone because that always works. Rockstar is notorious for that. They There are so oh, yeah. many the, like, Grand Theft Auto games. The only San one, Andreas and... Yeah, the only one that works well, in my opinion, is um, Chinatown Wars because it's a 2D game. It doesn't require yeah. precise 3D controls. Well, that was also like a, a, originally a 3DS game, right? Two, a DS game. Yeah. Yeah, which is just hysterical to think that. There is a, a, an exclusive Nintendo Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to go back to your point as well on the historical aspect of ports as well. Because there are games like Mario Galaxy and um, the Metro Prime Trilogy and um, Skyward Sword that were Wii games. And the motion controls is going to be really hard to maintain going forward because you don't yeah. have the Wiimote and Nunchuck anymore. So it's harder to port that to a PC. Like a lot of the ways that games get saved historically is uh, for historical reasons is, is pirating them and keeping them on PC. But with those kinds of games, it doesn't really work. Whereas a port of those games to switch would keep their lives going longer. And I think it's something yep. that we should be welcoming. I concur, doctor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of our opinion on ports. I don't think there's anything else to really add to that. But I do want to ask you, what are some ports you would like to see? Regardless of Ooh, console. Treasure Tracker. Toad's Treasure Tracker. Yeah. I think everybody loved that game or was talking about it on Wii U. Mm-hmm. But fuck if I'm going to touch a Wii U. But I have a <laughs> Switch now. Yeah, I would absolutely uh, buy that game if it came out. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going to buy the Bayonetta 1 and 2 port. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, but I appreciate it's there because that's a very popular yeah. or has a big cult following. Yep. Um, I would love to see a port of Mother 3, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, Metal Gear Solid 1. Now, why the fuck does that not exist other than the original PlayStation 1? Or... When you mean port, do you mean remaster as well? Like up and 
redo the graphics. Have to be, yeah. But I would like to be able to play that game anywhere aside from a PlayStation Three, like aside from using a PS One Classic, which you can only play on PS Three, PSP, and um, you can't do that on a PS Four. No, you can't play PS One games on a PS Four. It can't handle the power of a of an, of, that's it of a PS One. And you technically, you technically can only move that game, the PS One Classic, to the Vita if you have a PS Three and you move it over USB. Like you cannot download that game from the PlayStation Store to a Vita <laughs> for some reason. That's like one PS One Classic. So that that's hysterical. They did they did the Twin Snakes remake on GameCube, mm-hmm. but you can't play that anywhere else. But yeah, I want I want that game. They've released so many Metal Gear Solid collections and remasters that I'm mm-hmm. so surprised that that one's still left behind. Yeah, the HD collection so was two, three, and Peace Walker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some stuff about that's Metal what Gear. I want. Despite what we talked about earlier, I know some stuff about Metal Gear. I know a little bit. Yeah, you do. I know a little bit. Um, yeah, you do. Thanks for asking what stories uh, or games I would like Chad to be ported because I would also I like. Care. That was it for this week, everybody. <laughs> uh. I would like uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker as well. I think that's one that I never played it on the Wii U. Even though I had a Wii U, I never played it. Absolutely would um, buy that game. Metroid Prime Trilogy. I want that on the Switch, considering it's going to be coming to the fourth one's coming to Switch. I think that yep. Metroid's one of those game franchises that is really, really incredible and really, really unknown to a huge amount of people that a remastered collection, three games for the price of one, would be huge, I think. So I really want yeah. that, even just for myself. But um, my biggest one right now, the one I think about the most often, actually, is I really want a Mass Effect trilogy collection to come out. On oh, PS4 man, and everybody one. does, yeah. That would be great. I would highly welcome that if it ever came. Yep, you and the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I think but it... EA said, nope, we're not interested. They would make so much money, and it would require almost no work. They don't even have to. Don't even bother increasing the graphics. I don't care if it's 4K. I just want to play those games again, and I don't want to buy a PS3 or an Xbox 360 to do it. I still have my PS3 right over there on the floor, not hooked up, and I won't hook it up. But I have it there just in case I want to hook it up. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else. Cool. I think that's. I think that's it. Really, only those two right now. What ports are you guys excited for? Obviously, I'm fucking excited for Shadow of the Colossus. Well, that's unnecessary to say because it's coming out next week. You might hear my impressions about that, depending on my work schedule. If I work on Tuesday or Monday night, you might hear my impressions about that next week. I'm going to beat the Surge first, and then I'm going to get Shadow of the Colossus. You're going to beat the Surge first? So you're not going to get Shadow of the Colossus until March? You think you're going to be able to hold off on that? Yeah, I'll be able to hold off. It doesn't look like we'll be able to actually play Shadow of the Colossus until maybe Wednesday next week. Oh, well. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, remember, The Surge is our game of the month for February. Yes. Everyone play that. It's not on sale anymore, but go buy it anyway. It's really, it's worth the money. It's really good. It is. Okay, toodaloo. Bye-bye.